Hello, everybody. Hey, at the end of a transaction, do your customers feel like it was their decision, their investment to be made, or are we possibly leaving them with the feeling that they're being pushed or pulled? Let's, uh, let's have some fun taking a look at this, all right? We'll stick around. We'll see you in a few. Hey, everybody, Jeff Mason, Simple Biz 360 podcast, simplebiz360.com, SimpleBiz360, the book on Amazon, 1895. It's filled with 255 uh, suggestions. What are we all about? We love looking at the business experience, right? It's the experience frontier. How do customers feel? So we love looking at overlooked and ignored business principles that are more or less rooted in common sense. That's what makes us tick. So we thank you for coming by today. We're at the home of Half Coast Studios, St. Louis, Missouri. We got Matt on the boards. Uh, we are coming to you here, episode uh, 122, just having some fun. And we're calling this bought or sold. Which one is it? Right? So just think about it. Do, uh, do your customers feel manipulated or led? Do your buyers want decisions to be theirs or do they want it to be yours? Do your buyers feel pushed or pulled? Do your buyers want to invest or do they want to buy? They want to purchase or do they want something that has a return on that investment? Well, we love what President Eisenhower, um, how he described leadership and going back to his military days in World War II, and he really defined it this way. And I've aspired to this definition for most of my career. Leadership is the ability to get someone to do what you want them to do because they want to do it. So, you know, this isn't going to be any tricky sales formula. We're not talking, we're not trying to uh, talk about sales here, but we're trying to talk about um, the feeling that the customer, that experience the customer has at the end of it, during the middle of it, do they feel like they're making an investment that is a decision of their own or do they feel like they're being pushed and do they feel like they're being coerced or, or, or manipulated? And those are some things that we really, you know, want to flush out here. So nothing happens until we sell something. So even us entrepreneurs or solopreneurs or mompreneurs or businesses, we really don't want to get salesy about things. You know, everything has to get sold for us to get paid and for us to make money in a business. So every one of us lives that cycle out for the most part. But, you know, a lot of people don't want to be all salesy about it. So, you know, what I want to try to do is just shed some light on understanding the buying process. Because if you understand the buying process in a very simple, simplified way, it'll allow you to eventually address that ultimate question are, am I leaving my customers with the feeling that they're being, that they're, that they're buying something or they're being sold something? And, and really the word I love is, are they investing in something or are they being sold something? They feel like their arms being twisted a little bit. So let's just check out, you know, uh, in, 
classic buying process training, which I've been taught in my career. Let's dip into the Dale Carnegie sales courses, same basic thing. There's five phases that a buyer goes through when they, they're making a decision. And the first is the attention phase. And in that attention phase, you're really getting, um, you're, you're, you're liking the message, but you're liking the messenger. So whoever they're hearing this message from, they're gravitating to that uh, in a twofold way. And then in the, um, there's attention is your first step, right? And then interest. In that interest step is they're really saying in their mind, hmm, uh, let me know more about this. I want more information about this. And then the third phase is your conviction phase. So we have attention interest, and conviction. And in that conviction stage, you start to really uh, realize that, you know, this, as the buyer, this is sounding good to me. I'm kind of now tuning that radio uh, effectively into W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? So now in that phase, it's starting to really resonate and plant its seeds that way. And in the fourth phase, desire, that's where the buying experience really starts to um, couple up with the mind's eye. And you see yourself doing this. You see yourself benefiting from it. You see yourself investing in it. You, 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 you kind of uh, play it out in your head. And then, you know, the action step is moving to a favorable decision. So it's attention, interest, conviction, desire, action. Those are the phases of most buying processes that, that you know, that, that, that happen. So to give you a, another clear-cut example of it would be a, a great example, and I give it in my book, and I try to simplify it for you. So if you're out there, you don't want to be salesy, but you have a product or service, you have a company, you've put all this money into it as an entrepreneur, you've taken the loans out, you've second mortgaged your house, you've used inheritance, whatever, you've, you've saved for years, and now this is your dream, baby. Well, you have to sell something to get paid for something, so you have to go through this process. So if you want to make it, much more desirable than just remember the buying phases and try to play into that. So let's take a look at a restaurant, right? A restaurant experience. Something grabs your attention, right? Something grabs your attention and you go, you know what? I don't want to make dinner tonight. I want to go eat dinner. And you know what? I think I really feel like going. Uh, I heard a commercial. I saw a uh, billboard. I smelled. I got out of the car to get gas. And, you know, steaks were wafting across the um, parking lot at me. And I could smell them or seafood or, you know, Mexican food or pizza or whatever it was. You smelled it. And you go, you know what? I, I'm, I'm interested in going out and going to that type of restaurant. Right? So, so you sit down. Right? So you sit down. And the server, what does a server do? server comes up, introduces themselves. And they send they give you a menu. And what's the menu? The menu is that attention interest. Hey, I want more information. Okay, great. Well, here's the menu. Start looking through the menu and grabbing more information on what we have here. So you've already accomplished the first two phases of the buying process, right? So now you're, you're in that conviction where you start to kind of look at things, the menu, and you go, eh, you know, chicken, nah, not tonight. Seafood, nah, maybe. You know, yeah, okay, you know what? I think I want seafood rather than chicken. So now you've kind of uh, gone through that 
you know, attention, interest, and now you're in that conviction stage, right? Where you're basically saying, what, you know, what sounds good to me? What feels good to me? I'm tuning the radio station into WIIFM. Now you go and you start to look at the seafood because you've narrowed it down there. Now you're in, right, attention, interest, conviction, desire. Now start looking at the seafood and you go, you know what? Mm. I can see myself eating the grouper, not the scallops. I thought a minute ago I wanted the scallops. Now I want the grouper over everything else. So I'm going to get the pecan encrusted grouper. So you see yourself starting to eat it. And then the waiter comes up, right? The, the, the waitress, whoever, the server comes up and says, okay, sir, um, what would you like to eat? Uh, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I think I'm, I made a mistake. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home and make dinner. Sorry about all the trouble. Does, does that happen? No. When does that ever happen? Have you ever done that? No. Why have you never done that? Because you've taken yourself through the progression of the first four phases of the buying process, and now it's time for action. So somebody comes up and asks you for an order. In right, It's the server. Asks you what you want to eat. And what do you do? 999 times out of a thousand you tell that server what you want to eat you take favorable action on the completion of those four first four buying phases and now this is your fifth so think about that example think about that analogy as you do your business if you can effectively take your potential clients potential customers Take your customers through those four phases of the buying process successfully. And then you get to the point where you ask for their business. I can tell you in 35 years of doing this, the favorable decision is in most cases a natural consequence. It's a consequence that flows out of completing the first four phases of the buying process effectively. And you it's much easier to get someone to answer an alternative question. Well, Mr. Jones, th thanks so much for everything we've been through. You know, and I'd just like to ask you, when do you think you would like installation? Are, is Tuesday next week good or do you think Thursday would be more preferable? And they're, they're probably going to say, you know what? Yeah, let's, I think Thursday be the better day. Let me just check with my wife, uh, honey, this Thursday about, yeah, okay. Or whatever the case is, you know, it's a, it's a simple alternate question. You have an either or choice. Uh, and I mean, it gets down to, it, it's, can be that simplified if we understand the buying phases and if we accomplish um, the uh, first four phases of the buying process. So, uh, you know, a big assist here now is when we get into the uh, proof. So as you're going through these four phases of the buying process, make sure you can supply your, the person you're trying to do business with with proof. So if Matt and, and Alex were trying to sell podcast studio services, right? What would they probably end up showing people? They probably end up showing them pictures of the studio as proof, right? Or, and they'd show them a finished result. 
or finished results. Here's how we handle the color. Here's how we handle the sound. Here's how we handle the setup. Um, And now uh, here's a couple more testimonials. Here's a few of our folks that we've done uh, the podcast with and what they have to say about it. So now you're incorporating these things that in, in the world of doing business, we call this evidence defeats disbelief. Think of the word defeats, D-E-F-E-A-T-S, right? Demonstrations, exhibits, facts, examples, right? Testimonials, statistics, analogies. So when you go down that acronym, there's seven components. Demonstrations, exhibits, facts, examples, right? Testimonials and statistics. And you've got these things there that you can draw on. And you can, uh, you know, an analogy. We, we, you know, we use an analogy today of a restaurant, right, to try to get the point across about the buying phase. So it's a very effective tool because analogies are just wonderful at making the complicated seem simple. So we've got these tools in our tool bag. Use them. Bring them out to, to make sure that those first four phases are being completed because when you complete those buying phases and you can get to that end decision, the favorable decision will be, will come off being a much more natural extension of the entire process. And it will almost, you know, seem just, uh, as, um, simple as the waiter or waitress coming up and saying, you know, let me take your order. What would you like? And you 99 out of a thousand times you tell them. And I'm not saying you're going to close your customers or going to get a customer 999 times out of a thousand but you'll have a much easier time, especially if you don't want to get salesy. So just think, evidence defeats disbelief. And again, I want to just make sure you understand that that's uh, demonstrations, exhibits, facts, examples, analogy, testimonials, and statistics. Those are your seven components. So just make sure you have a good arsenal of them, and that will help you. Um, But, you know, it's the buying process to understand. We outline that exact thing in the book. Uh, plus much more. But the book is not a salesy book. This is no way this is a salesy book. But we touch on understanding the buying process. So we're going to dip today. And if you haven't been with us before, we love uh, rock and roll. So we dip in and we look at a Lost in the Shuffle track. And we put the Lost in the Shuffle track up in the right-hand corner of the visual experience. So we're on YouTube. Um, You can see this card. Eventually, when we name the tune, Matt or Dietz put the card up there. And you have about five seconds to click on the card. And that takes you to a YouTube video. Um, that has that contains the song we're talking about. So we don't play them on the show, but that's how you access them. You cannot access them on uh, a listening platform, but you can hear who the artist is, who the tune is, and you can you can grab it um, any way you want from there. But this is a really cool one, and we like dipping in and looking at tracks that were important to us. Maybe they weren't the weren't the top hit, but they were the third, fourth, fifth song in the album, and they're just you know they've got an, a relevance to to me or a guest that I have on as an interview. So uh, this today is really a cool song, Creedence Clearwater Revival, and it's called Ramble Tamble, and uh, it's not one you've really ever heard of. It's the uh, it's on Cosmos Factory, which Cosmos Factory is their fifth album, came out in 1970, and Ramble Tamble is kind of a great song. It's got a shift in tempo. It's got a great guitar solo on here. Um, it really has uh, a cool transition from one tempo to the other that, that makes it very unique. Um, it just really, um, I don't know why it gives me goosebumps still 
but it does. It gives me goosebumps when I hear it, and it's just one of those tunes. I've got you know a handful of them in my life that do that to me, and for some reason, I don't know what it is, but uh, so I wanted to share it with you. It's really a cool song. Ramble, Tamble, CCR, 1970. And guys, this computer, right, we can do so much research with a computer, right? And we just, uh, we, we ask you that, to, to consider being your own information gatherer. Learn, there's so much to gather out there and so much to learn on our own. We don't need a mainstream media or cable news network to tell us what we think. Go out and find the information. There's so much of it out there. We want you to be truth tellers, right? Be truth tellers. Uh, we need more of you in the future. Turn on more podcasts. Turn off more news. And and let the podcast world, tens of thousands of them, just uh, have, fun, have fun with it. And let it invade your... Your, your ear space and airspace it's, it's so much fun read the bible there's so many great stories in it um pray love the lord god with all your heart and remember we're always talking about the business experience here so if you want to change the results of your business we argue in this new frontier change the how you do business because it's in the how that's the team of horses pulling the results card we will see you in 168 hours have a great week